Welcome to the Death Empath Show, where we get feely and talk about all things death, dark, real, and shadowy. Hello, I'm Jessica Reese Spendeville, the Death Empath, also known as the Death Jewel Jess. I hope you enjoy the show. Sun gods have been good today. So I am not a beach person, but I do live near water. And uh, I have to say, this new lifestyle, this kind of like beach town, ocean lifestyle has been something I'm very grateful for because it has held me in my healing and has provided a space for me to really embrace being outside and the sun and the sand. And so today was one of those days that I just wanted to show absolute gratitude for the beautiful day that I experienced. Today, we're going to be talking about big emotions and how it's okay to have them, to feel them. Right now, we are in some very, very um, kind of tumultuous times and unpredictable. And we still haven't fully processed what has been going on the last two years with the pandemic and so much change and so much uh, loss and death. And a lot of us had to adapt and shift and change careers. And a lot of us lost relationships. A lot of us lost friendships. There's a lot of big emotions in all of that. I want to talk today about the validation and permission to feel all those big emotions, to address and access the whys and the hows and the what to do with it. So I want to talk today about a couple of things that I do when it comes to feeling overwhelmed or full of anxiety or even like I'm out of control when it comes to having big emotions. I am an empath. I'm an intuitive empath. And so I'm very sensitive and certain times, whether the season or what's going on in the environment and society and our culture, I can pick up on extra things. And if I'm not doing well, so for instance, if I'm having a bad day, um, there are some days that I can't really handle a lot of emotions and I just get overwhelmed. And some of the things that I do, you know, I'm a, a really like to use somatic practices in my work. And I've come to realize that somatic practices are very powerful. And um, the ones that typically work for me, I very openly talk about because it seems to really help a lot of people. And they can relate to, you know, why I kind of use these tools to help me process all the big feels. One of the first things I love to do when I'm feeling just some certain sort of way is I like to talk to people or I'll talk to myself. I know that sounds a little strange, but sometimes just talking it out, 
and recording it or uh, having kind of like conversation with yourself. That's, I know it sounds a little odd, but it sometimes does help. It does help to say things out loud to try to kind of like process through what you're feeling through speaking. And then I mentioned, you know, talking to someone. And again, I always, I always recommend finding a safe person, someone you can trust with your feelings. That's not them isn't going to to dismiss you or invalidate you. Uh, Make sure they're also able to hold space for you. So I always talk about asking for consent and making sure that you reach out to your safe people and ask them, hey, what kind of space are you in right now? And can you actually hold me in a conversation? Because uh, I'm trying to process really big things at the moment. Uh, So again, speaking to yourself or speaking to others is very helpful. Writing. Writing is incredible. I like doing uh, writing by the water sessions, whether I'm running water to start a bath or if I can be near a fountain, something about just running water for me just puts me into like a channeled state and it allows me to get really grounded. Again, you know, like I said, being close to the ocean, when I'm able to get down there and just hearing the waves crashing up against the shore really is able to ground me, especially if there's like wind coming through and I just feel like I'm ready to ground and release. And I really just need to put it down on paper. Here's the thing though. I do not reread what I wrote. So when you are writing down big feelings and big emotions, they're meant to just be poured out onto the paper versus something that you look back on, uh, reread and reflect. So right now we're just focusing on how to get the big emotions, the big feelings kind of out there and to the surface so that they can be processed. So we're focusing on accessing the emotions so they can be processed. What we're not focusing on, say, solutionizing it or trying to like put these feelings and emotions into healing spaces. Not, Not yet. Another thing that really helps Say, for instance, you can't really get into the right mindset to write. You're just like, I'm not feeling it. I'm very anxious. Like it's a very physical feeling that you're dealing with, with all your, uh, all the bigness, big emotions. You can do what I love to call movement meditation. Regular meditation works great for a lot of people. Stillness meditation. I used to do it for many years, but as my work developed and as I got more in tune with my energetic state. And again, being an, an empath, I realized like there were times that stillness, I found I couldn't really get to that place of stillness and quieting the mind. And then I would really beat myself up and I would just kind of lose it a little more, like dealing with all this stuff. And I'm just trying to like better situate myself. So move a meditation where you actually rock back and forth or sway side to side or shake gently or move the hands in a certain way that I've come to realize is really, really helpful when I'm trying to get out of my own way, allow my body to take over. And then I journal right after I'll write a couple of pages worth of whatever's going on. Again, I do not reread what I wrote. I'm just pouring it out on paper. How you do a movement meditation is I like to just put on, I've put together a few playlists for myself uh, or what you can do is you can shuffle and then just keep going through the songs until you find one that emotionally locks in and resonates. You should feel like tingle, like vibe, like this is it. This is the one I need to move to. 
this is the one calling out to me. So it's a form of shufflemancy and it's really tapping into your, your intuition, into your inner guidance and allowing pretty much frequencies and energies to come into your space and help you just alchemize the energy and ground and transmute and all those big, beautiful things that happen um, when you are shifting your energetic state. What I also like to add to all this is breath work. Breath work can be, you can be very sensitive. Like say you're in a state of heightened emotions, the anxieties, the kind of fight or flight. Want to be really careful when you're doing breath work because you can, you know, kind of feel like you're hyperventilating. And so when I'm doing breath work and in my work in shamanism that I practice, you want to be really gentle, especially like, again, like I said, if you're in a heightened state, you want to gently tap into your body and your breath and opening up specifically the heart center where the lungs reside. You would just do something like a gentle inhale in and a gentle exhale out. Again, you would do a gentle inhale in and then just a gentle exhale out. The purpose is just to start bringing awareness to your breathing. And then you can start doing something just a little more, a little something a little stronger, maybe where you just inhale in and then you sigh it out. Oh. Okay. You get the drift. You can do 10 of these again, just very gently until you start recognizing kind of where there's that block where you're starting to feel, okay, am I up in my headspace a lot? Am I clenching my jaw? Am I holding a lot of my emotions and my feelings in my back and my shoulders? Is it in my lower abdomen? Is it in my tummy? You know, you start really focusing your breath on where you are tight and kind of like resistant. And then you start pushing your breath into those spaces. Again, I wouldn't suggest going into a, a faster paced uh, breathing pattern especially if you're in a heightened state, okay? But if you're feeling a little maybe lethargic, low energy, but it's still like a really big, like you feel maybe depression coming on or heavy weightedness, like uh, grief, then you can do a, a faster paced breathing pattern to help kind of the body go into a more of a kind of like a heightened when you're like exercising. And also you start kind of kicking in dopamine and serotonin. That breathing, breathing pattern would be something more like so a long inhale and a short exhale, long inhale, short exhale. I would don't recommend doing that more than 10 to 15 seconds just to start. And again, bringing awareness to the body and where you may be holding onto things and having resistance. Okay, another one of my absolute favorite somatic practices is what I like to call death dancing, where you dance all your feelings out or you move all your feelings out. Same with the movement meditation. You find music that moves you. This is more like you find your favorite song that no matter where you are, what's going on, you put it on and you're just like vibing. You're just like, yes, oh my God, I love this song. This song just lifts me up. I always just want to move and dance to this song. This is also a great way to shift. I've realized this is one of the most, the fastest ways when I'm working with people for to help them shift out of certain energetic states. I recommend dancing to at least three to four songs or moving or in a chair 
you know, I want this to be inclusive and uh, accessible to everyone. So it's always within range of how you can move and motion and dancing doesn't just mean you're up on your feet and moving around. Dancing is a spiritual shamanic expression of the human form, meeting and colliding with the spirit and the mind. So see it more as an expansive way to connect with the self and the body. Start practicing unionship with your body and your mind and your spirit. I find that after those three songs, I'm like in a much better state. I have much more clarity and yeah, I find it very helpful and beneficial. That is death dancing or grief dancing. Other names are ecstatic dancing and demonic dancing, which I mentioned earlier. And actually the last thing I wanted to mention, crying. I know, I know sometimes we hold all the tears back and we don't want to cry in front of people or we don't want to get to that place. Your eyes are going to get all puffy and swollen and you don't want people to know you're crying. Or maybe you just don't feel comfortable yet with the idea of releasing in that way. But this is the thing about crying is that it helps you make space for all the things that are trying to kind of move around emotionally and energetically. It creates this this release of all this this built up stuff and then another really amazing quality that crying has is that once you kind of are done like purging you get into this calm state so if you've ever noticed that when you have like a really good cry you're just sitting there and you're like when am I going to stop crying it feels like I've been doing this forever then all of a sudden you start shifting, shifting into this like calmer state. So yeah, tears have this like powerful ability to just kind of like naturally calm and regulate your system. I know super fascinating stuff. And that's also another indicator that we should be crying when we feel that we have all this stuff just pent up and wanting to come out. A lot of us try to hold it back. We'll resort to anger, frustration, and we'll lash out at people. And when we really sit there with ourselves, really has more to do with needing to release and cry it out, just having a really good purge. Okay, that's it for today's episode. I hope that this helps. Emotions are normal. Feeling your feelings is normal. Expressing your feelings is absolutely human. And I also believe them to be very sacred that uh, getting to better understand yourself through your feelings and your emotions helps you better understand others, gives you more patience with yourself. Therefore, you're more patient with people around you and your feelings are valid. Feeling overwhelmed right now is absolutely okay. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of uncertainty And there is a lot of stuff to actually kind of be afraid about and have anxiety over. And those things are all okay to feel. It's just, we don't want to keep those things inside for too long. Just because when you do tend to keep your emotions inside of you, other things can start happening to the body because you tend to stay in this kind of stress state and your body isn't meant to be in that fight, flight, fawn, freeze kind of state, which big emotions tend to cause in people and, or just like that stress state. And then what happens is, is that your body starts breaking down. And then again, when we understand ourselves, we better understand others. 
I'm super happy and grateful that you are listening to this episode and please reach out to me. I'm taking questions. So if you have anything uh, to ask me regarding grief, death, loss, anything dark, big feelings, all the things, please reach out to me via email at the deathempath at gmail.com or you can get all up in my DMs. I did not mean for that to sound that way. <laughs> On Instagram or TikTok at the dot death dot empath. So we will chat soon. Thank you so much. As always, I'm Jessica Reese Mendeville, the Death Empath, also known as Death Jewel Jess. Bye.